From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to Tie Cats today for this Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. I'm Braden Neville. On today's episode, we have a very special guest and a guy who is an absolute beast for the Tie Cats on that secondary. He joins me today to talk about his book, Unbroken, the story of Delvin Bro, which can now be purchased at the Tie Cat shop. Delvin Bro, welcome back to the show, man. It's It's been about a month since we last talked and at that time you were going to Hamilton for the first time in a while. What was that experience like for you to be back in the city? Man, man, thank you so much for having me again, man. Um, man, you know what? It was awesome, man. Um, I was pretty much excited. You know, I was coming back to my second home um, and, and, and got to see a, a lot of familiar faces. And, you know, just being back in the city, uh, you know, it was just it was home. It felt like I was missing uh, missing out for a while. <laughs> What did you think about everything that the Ticats were able to put on? I mean, there was so much going on. I believe I'm caught up with you at the team parties, but what did you think about the whole spectacle behind that uh, Grey Cup celebration? Man, you know what? It was awesome, Brad, man. Like, I enjoyed it, man. Um, like, the first Grey Cup I went to in 2020, I think it's 2021, you know, it was, it was cool. So this one was just a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we was able to uh, play with the kids at the Armory, I believe. Like, I yep. love that old cool setup they had at the Armory for the kids to play the flag football. Um, so, yeah, man, it was awesome, man. I had a great time. Well, Delvin, the main reason I'm bringing you on here today is to talk about your book, which is now in the Cat shop. And your story is really incredible. And there's so much that's happened in your life that that makes this book really a great read. But what was it that made you decide that it was the right time to write a book and and put your story on paper? Uh, yeah, man. Um, You know, it was during uh, COVID. When COVID hit, you know, um, I always wanted to write a book. I always want to tell my story, but, you know, when COVID hit, it, it just felt like it was the right time. You know, uh, we didn't know if football was going to come back or how long the whole process was going to be. So I was like, you know, what? let me go ahead on and take advantage of, you know, things that I could do in the offseason. So I just went ahead on and started writing my book. Uh, it was a pretty cool process. I loved it, man. So for anybody out there who wants to write a book, uh, I, I say go for it. I say go for it. Uh, it's very therapeutic and it uh, gives you an opportunity to let your thoughts out. So it's pretty awesome. Diving into your book a little bit, and, and there's so many parts of this book that are crazy, but when that injury occurred and when you broke your neck, I mean, if you don't mind talking me through that day and, and, and that game when everything went down. Yeah, man. Um, it was crazy. It was two, uh, two days after my 17th birthday, um, yeah, October 27, 2006, I uh, was playing at Tag Stadium, and I was on the left-hand side of the field, um, went down there on special teams, was on kickoff. I went down there. Uh, like I dove in, uh, uh, the guy Peyton Jason, he lifted his knee and I was coming off on an angle and I just dove in at like I didn't drop my head all the way. Like I just dove in, leading with my head, closed mm -hmm. my eyes and his knee and my head is like simultaneously connected. And that's when my neck jacked back. And man, and next thing you know, everything just went dark for me. You know, mm -hmm. it was just it was pitch black. And, you know, all I can hear is my teammates like, D bro, D bro, come on, man, get up. We need you. And I'm like. I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, I I, I, I want to get up, like, I, I, but I can't, like, I can't, you know, I can't move. But I don't think those words came out my mouth. Like, yeah. it was just, uh, it was like my subconscious thoughts running through my 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 brain. And next thing you know, uh, every a uh, bright white light just appeared, man. Like, like it, I, like it's crazy, man. Just this bright white light. I'm looking around the room and. And I'm just looking, there's nobody else around me. And I'm just looking around like, what's going on? Like, where am I? And then within a few seconds, 
my coach came up. He was like, hey, Delvin, you all right? I'm like, yeah. He was like, all right, well, let's go get up. And I'm like, all right, man, I got up. I was able to move, got up, walked, uh, jogged off the field. Well, not jogged, but I walked off the field, wow. took uh, took off my helmet and everything, not knowing my neck was broken, you wow. know. Um, so, yeah, man, it was a pretty, pretty scary uh, scene. But but I'm I'm thankful that I made it out and uh, I'm blessed to be here. At what point did you real like, I mean, you walk off the field, which is insane. But at what point did you realize, OK, something's probably wrong here? Uh, when I got to the sideline, man, um, yeah. I was getting ready to go back in. I think it was like two, two, two or three plays. You had to sit out in high school back then, uh, mm -hmm. once you come off an injury. So I was on the second play and I'm jumping up and down, like I'm jumping and I'm like, I'm like, man, something like I felt this pain, this sharp pain. And I looked, you know, and I saw my dad immediately and I went to my dad. And I'm like, dad's like, I pointed back at like, man, something wrong with Becky. Like something's bothering me. Yeah. And he set me down and everything. And they tried to give me ibuprofen. And when I took the ibuprofen, like I was coughing and I was choking on these dang on pills, man. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, like just excruciating, like something just stabbed me, man, like right in my back. And I'm like, dad, call the ambulance, like tell the ambulance, come on, something is wrong. Something is yeah. wrong. And, um, you know, they came over, put me on a gurney, went to the hospital and found out I broke my neck. What was that? You were in the hospital for, I believe, a month. I mean, mm -hmm. what, what was that experience like in, in the recovery process behind an injury like that. Yeah, man. Um, so the hospital stay was, you know, the beginning was a little rough, you know, um, getting this halo uh put on my on my on my head, man, to where it stabilizes my neck and my head from keeping my uh, you know, keep my neck stable through the whole process of them taking off my shoulder pads and moving me around and stuff. So uh that was pretty uh excruciating. I mm -hmm. I, I I don't wish that upon nobody. Um, but as far as me being in a hospital, man, it felt like I belonged there. Um, really? it, it was, yeah, everything was peaceful. Um, none of the nurses and nobody in there were telling me that my career was over with, like nobody was with no negative energy. It was cold in there. Like it just, <laughs> everything felt like I, I was supposed to be there. I, that's, really? I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. It felt like I was supposed to be there. Um, and I want to say throughout the end, um, I had to relearn how to walk again, which, which, you know, was, was challenging, but shit, I'm, I'm used to overcoming obstacles and challenges. Right. So, yeah. uh, it, they told me it was going to take me a while to walk. I told them I'm going to do it in three days. Well, I told them <laughs> I'm going to do it in five days. Give me five days to walk. And I did it in three, man. I was walking back in three and then people was like, man, how are you like, wait, what? Like they were amazed. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you know, it, it was pretty, it was pretty, challenging through that process but but like i said i'm glad i'm here man and i got through it you went from being an lsu commit and you were going to go to lsu to then learning how to walk again and how to basically do things a little differently what was that time like when you were kind of in between when you were getting your body prepared to play football again um you know what man i i i, I didn't even think about working out like that i didn't even like it, it just my body was just naturally Put together. I don't know, bro. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, cause I wasn't yeah. really, you know how when you playing ball, you like you have a set regimen, right? You go and yeah. work out, you wake up in the morning, you go lift, you take your protein. I wasn't really doing that. Like I was just grinding because I knew football was over with. Once LSU mm -hmm. didn't clear me to play, I was just like, okay, well, I don't need to take protein no more. I'm I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I, I didn't really think about training or anything. I was just playing flag football that was keeping me in shape. It kept my cardio in shape. I was playing basketball at LSU UREC. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, I just stood in shape and when it was time for me to, uh, get cleared again in 2012, I was like, all right, now it's time for me to lift weights and, 
drank my proteins and do what I do. So, yeah. Once you got cleared, was who were the first kind of teams that came calling? Like, what was that process like figuring out where you were going to finally return to to playing good football again? Uh, man, it, it was it was out of the Kings down in New Orleans, Louisiana. First of all, let me say that it was uh, 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 Gridiron Developmental Football League down in New, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and it's starting to grow, right? GDFL, it started to grow. And uh, the Kings and I want to say uh, the Louisiana Bayou Vipers out in Hammond, Louisiana. I ended up going with the team in Hammond um, just because it felt like home. When I went yeah. over there, man, the, the guys, uh, they opened arms to me, man. Like the, the organization was awesome. Shout out to Coach uh, Coach Ryan, uh, Mama Mo, Coach Waddell, and all those guys for just giving me a chance and an opportunity to showcase my talents again because – Remember, I broke my neck in six years. Nobody <laughs> knows Delvin. Like, like nobody like thinking about Delvin, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like I have to stick out like a sore thumb. It's time for me to put my journey on the map. And, and man, I did it, man. So uh, it was pretty cool. At what point did you become on that NFL radar again? And when did you start to realize, okay, Delvin, like, I mean, we could still do this? Um, you know what? I want to say shout out to uh, Anthony Griffin, man, my my agent, my sports agent guy who helped me. Uh, he was my advisor at first, but he helped me um, get this workout uh, out in Texas. I did a workout out in Texas. It was a combine and I dominated the combine. I ran a four, three, five, 40. Um, like I just <laughs> I dominated. I was jamming receivers up and and I had two scout, three scouts come over to me. And um, there, it was green. Uh, it was Cleveland Browns, Green Bay and Oakland. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you know, they was talking to me. And it was like, man, like, where where you play college ball? Like, where? And I was like, nah, I never played college ball. I'm, you know, I broke my neck my senior in high school. And one of the scouts was like, wait, hold on, New Orleans, Delvin. I said, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh man, I heard about you, man. Why? Well, we all we all wanted to know what happened to you. Like, yeah. we knew you was a, a highly touted uh, recruit, but what happened to you? And here you are. I'm like, man, you know, I, I couldn't play. I just wasn't eligible in college and everything, but now I'm, I'm back eligible. I'm playing. I have film. He was like, well, go get some film in arena football. And then we'll be, you know, we'll be on your, on your watch. And yeah. man, ever since then, they just been on my radar since then. So shout out to Anthony Griffith, uh, Anthony Griffith for getting me that workout out in uh, Texas, man. To not only return to the or to play in the NFL after everything that happened, but to do it with your hometown team. I mean, what was that feeling like to to play in New Orleans, to play for the Saints and to do it after everything that had happened? Man, you know what? It was a dream come true. Um, you know, a lot of most uh, guys don't get uh, an opportunity to play for their hometown team, man. And me, look at me, bro. I, I didn't play college football. I broke my neck. <laughs> I, I, I'm the least likeliest guy to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For it to happen too, but it happened to me, man. And it was unexpected. But I, I was just thankful, man. I was blessed. I was humble. I was confident. But I was more so just happy that I made it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my family that rooting for me every week. You know, I had my friends there. You know, the whole city knew me. Like they knew I went to 35, and you know my story. So. It was just amazing to go out there and grind day in and day out for those guys. At that moment, whenever the Saints called and, and wanted you to be a part of the organization, where were you? What was going on? What was going through your head when that all happened? Um, no, nah, man. So I I, I was uh, actually in Tampa Bay. I was doing a workout for um, Tampa Bay. I was on a little tour. Yeah. Um, and I was working, working out for Tampa Bay right after I was getting dressed and everything. My agent came over. And he was like, he was like, who's this? He put the phone up to me and I'm like, oh, it says 504. And he was like, man, they called. I was like, 
I said, no way. The Saints did not just call. Like, no, the Saints did. He, he was like, yeah, they called. So we're going to pick. We picked up the phone. We got on the phone with Terry Fontenot and we was talking. And uh, he was like, where are you going to work out next? I'm like, man, I got Atlanta, Cleveland, Kansas City. And, and he was like, wait, who? I said, have Atlanta. Oh, no, no, no. Man, we got to get you in before Atlanta because, you know, it's a big rival. Atlanta yeah. and Saints. He said, we got to get you in before them, man. So um, I ended up flying back home and. I uh, worked out for New Orleans and 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 man, it was a dream come true. I, I I did the workout, I dominated the workout, and man, rest was history. Before going to the NFL, you spent some time here in Hamilton with the Tie Cats. It really propelled you to go to that next step. And then following your time in the NFL, you returned to Hamilton. What was that like for you to to come back to the hammer and, and play in the CFL again? Um, well, you know what, man? It it, it, it was it, uh, let me say this: Going from Gridiron Develop- Developmental League, playing arena football, I played with the Tiger Cats 2013, 2014. Prior to the NFL, playing yes. the NFL, it was a, it was a, it was a, um, it was a bit of a challenge because I had to adjust to the rules. Yeah. But then when I came back to Hamilton, man, everything was just, everything was just. It, it felt like home again. It felt like why did I leave in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It felt like my fans were there, my family were there, the real love and support was there, the genuine love and support was there, my teammates were there. I was like, man, I'm 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 here. Mm-hmm. I I I would love to make um um build a house out here in Hamilton and stay out here just because it's love in Canada, man. It 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 made me really feel like New Orleans New Orleans could adopt a few things. Hamilton has, man. So it's pretty cool. I'm I'm sure we can adopt a few things with the nightlife they have down in New Orleans. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think I think yes. we could take a little bit from both. What kind of reviews and what kind of feedback have you gotten on this book? Because everything I've read has has been really good. Um, man, a lot of people just seeing how how truthful, honest, and courageous I am for sharing my story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people see the per- perseverance of of uh, of the things that I've been through and I've overcame to. Uh, continue to keep grinding and being successful. You know, um, I didn't let a, uh, a a simple neck injury. I ain't gonna say simple, but a ma- a massive neck injury uh, determine my 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 outcome of my my vision and my goals. Right. So, um, a, a lot of people have just been giving great reviews. Man, they thinking this should be a movie. They ask people ask me about uh, who who I think should play me, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I I, I really got to keep up with the new actors to see. But if you had um, to pick, though, who who would you pick? Um, I I would say I like uh, Trevante Rose, man. Okay. Um, the guy who played Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, he's a good um, actor. I, I would say him, man. He's from New Orleans. Uh, he's from Louisiana. I'm gonna say New Orleans, but he's from Louisiana, I believe. And you know, he has the beard, the features. So I'm like, I, I think he'll definitely be a a great character for sure. I think Disney or, or someone's got to pick up on this, man, because it's man. It's listen, B, I'm I'm actually I, I don't want to jinx it or whatnot, <laughs> but what's for you is for you, right? Yeah. Um, nothing could be taken away, but I'm actually uh talking to uh a company right now, man, that's out in Vancouver, Canada, actually. Really, man. pretty cool. Uh, Little Park and uh, my guy Pan Yanatosis, we are uh we're working and we're you know working on our um the script and um you know we, we we're doing some things man and, yeah. and and i want to believe i want to say we're going to talk to hollywood pretty soon in february once everything um you know settles down with the you know the um the acting strike and all that stuff that just yeah lifted. lots so, going on there yeah yeah man so the doors are opening things are opening things are happening i'm pretty excited for it so uh yeah 
It's cool. Well, Delvin, for those people out there that that are listening to this and, and want to come buy your book, why do you think they should check it out? Man, y'all should check out my book just because it's inspiring. Um, if you're ever going through anything in life um, that's beating you down to where you feel like you can't do anything, you, you can read this book and you can definitely be inspired and determined uh, to change your mindset. Um, like I say, I broke my neck. I try to commit suicide at just nine years old. I try to commit suicide at 19 and 20 years old. So I've been through the worst. I've been through dark spaces. So if you're in those moments, if you're a person that's been through that, you can read this book and it's going to give you hope. It's going to give you passion. It's going to give you strength to uh, withstand anything that you're going through. So, uh, yeah, I would say that. Well, Delvin, I really appreciate you joining me today, man. And I'm excited that this book's going to be in the shop and people down here in Hamilton can get their hands on it. They can also purchase it online as well. But Delvin, bro, it's great to have you on the show again. And make sure, Ticats fans, you go and check out Delvin's book, Unbroken. It's on shelves now. I'm sure it won't last long. It's a great stocking stuffer, a great present for, for someone in your life. So Delvin, I appreciate it once again, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.